Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artists, and we break down one of their records. We go try, we sometimes go song by song. We try to, you know, have a good time. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm trying to say. This intro is already fucked what up. What are you even talking about? I don't just know. Talking to talk. Like, you're, just, you're talking to hear your am, fucking own voice. But we break down a different record every week, every week from a different band. Um, if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify. Give us five stars on there. Five stars only. Please go do that. Apple Podcasts, we're, uh, give us five stars on there. You can find us on pretty much any podcast app. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number you can call. It's 503-893-5307. And, uh, or if you're feeling a little bit lazy, if you're listening on Spotify, you can go down into, this, into the description of this song or this episode. The song. This mm-hmm. episode, and uh, leave us a message there. I don't yeah. care. Do whatever you want. So it's your talking. life. Sure. Just trying, just trying to let people know what's going on. So yeah, you're trying now that sure. I'm trying real hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is already a disaster. All right, so disaster. Yeah, what, <laughs> that's a good, that's a great song. That's a great song. <laughs> don't don't tease. Don't tease me like that. That'd be great if we were doing that album, that EP. But anyway, wh- what are we doing today, Jeff? We're doing uh, Ozzo Motley and their album, Ozzo Motley. Okay. Yo. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing today. So let's get into our origin story with Ozzo Motley and our initial thoughts on this record. Ozzo Motley, go. Yeah, I, uh, there, there, was a, there was a guy at camp who was a big fan of Ozzo Motley. Um, but I never listened to him. I never, never listened to him. I just know he had a bunch of shirts. He'd always talk about them. He'd play them. And as a 10 year old, that, that was a little bit too, a little bit too wild for me. So, so like growing up, it wasn't until, until like I listened to Jurassic five really in, in high school era where I kind of put two and two together or somebody told me, and then I went back and listened to Ozzy Motley, but it's a band that I don't listen to that often. But when I go back, it's just, whew, damn boy. When I go back, though, like it's good. So I don't have like a rich history with them. It's just, uh, it was for sure Jurassic 5 first and listened to uh, the Charlie Tuna and and realizing uh, his, his capabilities in both groups because Jurassic 5 is, is crazy underrated. Is he in group. Jurassic 5? Yeah, he's a founding member. I've never, oh, okay, okay. Jurassic Five honestly is, is is a group that that kind of isn't talked about that often, and I don't know why. I I think maybe because the name's a little goofy, so maybe people mm-hmm. just don't don't get into them into them that much. But fuck, man, they are they are unbelievably great. They are they are one of the best. They're one of the best fucking hip hop groups to come out of like the late '90s Los Angeles area, straight up, fantastic, mm. fantastic. I mean, obviously, I've I've always heard Jurassic Five, but I. I don't think I've ever heard any of their songs or that at least that are that I remember. So they did a song, they did a song on one of their albums. I think it was their second album 
Remember the uh, the the rock superstar song by uh, Cypress Hill? Yeah, yeah. Rock superstar. I swear. Yeah, that I song's swear. So stupid. Either one of them took it from the other one because both came out in the year two thousand. But but um, Jurassic Five has a song on their their two thousand album that sounds like exactly like that. The hook sounds fucking identical to that hook, the rock superstar hook. So I, I don't know if Cypress Hill stole it or if, if they stole it, but hmm. I mean, they're all from, you know, the, the Los Angeles area. One from, was it Southgate? I think Cypress Hill was from. Yeah, and then I believe so. Jurassic five from, from Los Angeles itself. But uh, dude, there's, they're fantastic hip hop group, amazing hip hop group. And also Motley. So after, after many years, I kind of went back. I think it wasn't until, like senior year of high school where I got a better appreciation for more diverse music. And I've always, I've always listened to like, like mariachi and banda kind of growing mm-hmm. up at like, at like various, my more Mexican side, uh, family members parties, but I've always hated yeah. it. I've never really liked it. I've always just thought it was joke music and like, okay, <laughs> this is fun. This is the same fucking song they played at every single party I go to. And it wasn't until much later that I really, uh, I really like it now. I really love it now. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I do know you you like that kind of music more because you've been buying it on the vinyls. So yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, okay, so my let's see, my origin story with this band, this group, was when you said you wanted to do this on the podcast, maybe like four or five months ago, when you put it on your list. I don't remember ever talking about them before this. I don't remember ever listening to them. Maybe we had listened to them. I just don't recall. And then I just kind of brushed it off. And then last week I thought, you know what? This is a weird band t- band name. Let's just go for it. Don't I don't know anything about them. I'll, we'll just go for it. And um, yeah, we decided not to do not to rank their nine albums. We decided to go against our normal rules and not rank them for various reasons. So I this is just not what I was expecting at all. I was expecting more of like a punk like a like a hardcore like a what am I trying to say? Like a Spanish-based hardcore band. That's kind of what I was expecting this oh, to be. Yeah. I really thought that's what this was going to be. So when I threw this on, I was driving around, uh driving home from work actually and I had like an hour to kill and I I just put this on and like I just I didn't like it. I really did not like this at all. I, I, I mean, I skipped like probably four of these songs, not even halfway through. Probably the ones that are like the the, the, the most traditional, <laughs> untrained ear, like banda sounding, mariachi oh, sounding. Oh, man. It's, I just, I, I can, I could not get into it. And so I put it off a few more days listening to more, listening to this album more. It grew on me a, a little bit. Um, I don't have any certified stinkers. But there are three songs that are damn well close to being a stinker, like really close. And then I realized upon my third listen of this record, what I really didn't like about this group, and it was the rapping. I hated the rapping. I still don't like the rapping. Because of his voice? How deep his it is? His voice, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound good with this music. It just sounds, compl- it sounds so out of place. It, it, it completely destroys every song. Like it, it's like they, they wrote all these like really great instrumentals and they said, Oh, here just 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 um just rap to this to this metronome and then they just pasted it in there. You know? That's what this sounds like. I just, I can't I just don't it doesn't fit at all. And there are there are songs on this record where they'll be doing this rad instrumental shit and then they'll just stop it all 
and then go into something completely different just to kind of fit his 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 vocals on there the rap vocals on there and even then it doesn't is it doesn't flow to me at all that was the toughest part for me was was were the rap vocals 100 percent okay it wasn't the okay. band of stuff like i can appreciate the band of stuff like because that shit's fun like i don't really care for it that much but it's fucking fun but it's it's all the rap vocals that i could not get into so so, so like like yeah, I, I, I i do think this album is very it's 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 a lot of genres. It's a lot of stuff crammed there's into a lot one. Going on, yeah. But I think throughout the whole thing, there's this underlying hip hop element to it. Not just the rapping, but like the beats, the way the way songs are built, the way things hit, how hard they hit. I think like Cut Chemist is is a is a fucking genius. I think what he does yeah. is is absolutely bonkers. It's so good. And do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but like I I, I got this album Black Alicious, and and I I brought. It was, one, it was my pick of the week not too long ago, maybe like months ago. Chemical Calisthenics. Yeah. Does that ring a bell at all to you? I, I think so, yeah. And it was, it was it's just this, this song that was from Blacklicious, it's another fantastic hip-hop group, but like featured Cut Chemist, and what he did on that track for this group is just fucking unreal. So good. Anything he kind of touches in this this area was just, was just perfect. So this album itself has this underlying tone of just hip-hop. But not just like hip hop, hip hop in relation to like the black community, the Mexican community, the Cuban community, everything. There's a little bit of everything in there. And mm-hmm. I mean, since I've been kind of working at the record store, I listen to all these stupid foreign pop stuffs now just because I'm curious. And <laughs> vocals are always bad. They're always the fucking worst part. It's always trash. The production's always way over budget and, and needless. But you do kind of get like this underlying pop hip-hop stuffs and then you can hear it in Ozzy Motley you know 20 years later they're still doing kind of like the tricks that these guys are doing and what would have been cool is if this was a band that came together for a one-off if this was just a, a group of guys that came together did a one-off and and called it a day like that would have just been fucking monumental historic but because this was a band and I listened to listen to like their first four albums plus their kid album plus like the Dodger song they did and Jesus. it's just none of it. None of it's bad. No, I, I don't think any of it's bad, but it's mm-hmm. it's all it's all vanilla. It is all vanilla except for this album. That's why I wish like this was just a one off. This was like a hey, let's see what happens, and then they did it and called it a day. <laughs> I don't know. I love. Okay, this. no, I, I get it. I, I mean, I'm kind of glad we didn't do all nine records. I, I think you might agree with that, right? I didn't finish all the records. I couldn't do it. You just couldn't. It was that like. It was that rough. I listened okay. to their first, their first four, the Kid record, and then I started the one they did with Sly and, or I think it was Sly and Robbie. Sly and Robbie, yeah. But that one was even that one was like, uh, and even when we did the Peter Tosh one, like the whole Sly and Robbie thing, like I don't, I don't particularly. Uh, I think it's it. overrated. I, I, I do, I do. I think the bass playing is is fucking unreal. Just the drumming, like what the fuck, man. Yeah. Nothing there. I agree. I totally agree on that. What what I do like about this record is that. They infuse they infuse the the funk, the hip hop and the, like the salsa, so well, like it, it just it meshes super super well. Especially the funk and the salsa, it's killer. But I'm telling you, man, the vocals ruin it. Like not even just the 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 rap vocals. Some of the melodic stuff is just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like Oof. you're not. I just I feel like Oof. sometimes it's just like. 
you're not that great you're not that great of a singer like let the instruments kind of breathe and do their thing like every once in a while they'll, they'll throw in like these melodic parts these like backup melodic parts and it it's just it's so unnecessary and it really took me out of the music it was rough some parts okay. were really rough but then like okay. the band okay. of shit was so fucking good it was so exciting so yeah it's, it, it, there were many many ups and downs on this record for sure overall it's not a bad record but it's all over the place it's so unfocused it's but, uh i i mean off the top of my head i can't think of any any group any record anything that's ever been anything close to this and you can blend a lot of these latin yeah genres together because they they, they are kind of like bred from the same origin and they kind of have the same characteristics. But then when you start throwing like funk, there's even some reggae in here. There's hip hop. Yeah, when you start throwing all these things in here, too. the third wave ska's in here, and yeah. and and you 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 think like, dude, this doesn't really blend that well. It doesn't it doesn't match? And it's just like, yeah, because there's no source material. There's 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 nothing for them to to say. Okay, that didn't work for this band. Let's do it differently. Because I don't think anyone's ever done this. Even still to this day, I don't think anyone's ever done it like this. And I mean, not not to say this is like maybe, great by any means. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's it's uncharted territory that maybe should have stayed uncharted. And what I w- what I was so surprised at reading more more about this band was that they're they're so they're as popular as they are. You know, they were they were what were they like U.S. ambassadors for music or something like that. Yeah. So that let that let them you know tour all around the world, places where most bands will never ever play in their entire lives, like Tibet. Like what bands have played in Tibet, you know? This is one of those bands. And then during this era, I think right after this album came out, they they were they were opening up for for Santana on a Supernatural tour, and then he kind of took them under his wing and helped them like gain a lot of or get a lot of success. They were on his on the the following record, uh, and just they won like three or four Grammys or something like that for I don't know, whatever categories, but. I just, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) They're like the vanilla, they're like a vanilla, I don't know, because I can't, I want to, I want to say a vanilla kind of genre, but I don't know what they really identify as. Like, like a vanilla Latin salsa kind of band. Because I I feel like they're more, they're more of that than anything else. Then they're more than, they're more that than funk or hip hop or anything like that. They're more of a Latin salsa kind of band, maybe banda a little bit, but they're like a vanilla version of that. And I feel like maybe that's why they're as successful as they are, as popular as they are. So here's they're like, not like really good at one thing. This this week, I mean, I do agree. I don't think they're they're great at any one thing. I, I think they're good at a lot of things, but they're for sure not great at, at any one thing. And they're even kind of annoying at certain things. Um, but mm. but this week. What I what I really try to do, and I'm I'm definitely no authority on on these, but I really try to to differentiate between these 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 Latin genres, right? Not just like salsa, but getting into mm-hmm. like bolero, bachata, uh, even like going down to like Brazilian stuff, samba, bossa nova, mariachi, norteño, all these different subsets of things. That was it was hard to pick apart. In each song, I kind of did the best I could, um, but. They all, I don't want to say they sound the same because when in theory they sound vastly different, in, in application they sound vastly different, but it's just because if you haven't grown up with these, listening to them constantly, it's hard to differentiate. 
So therefore, mm-hmm. some of these songs are, are definitely like, ah, oh, this is just fucking mariachi band of music, whatever. And and without, I mean, like, you shouldn't even care. If you don't like the music, who cares? Like, I, I'm not advocating either or. But when you get into, like, the nuance of these subgenres and how well these guys pull off each subgenre, it's fucking impressive. It is crazy, crazy impressive. And that, but that just comes from like, like, no one's gonna do what we did and spend this much time getting into something that, <laughs> on first listen, you would just toss off as just joke music. So, well, see, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it joke music. It's just something that, it's not joke music because all these different genres of music are really, really good. I just, to me, upon especially first listen, I didn't think it was anything remarkable, and it sounded too, it's, it sounded too scattered. It sounded too disjointed and nothing really seemed to mesh well it just it seemed like they all just threw out threw out ideas and then they kind of you know cut and pasted where they wanted certain parts like none of it seemed very fluid and no and some of those some of those choppy some of those choppy parts coincide with specific characteristics to certain i didn't want to say subgenres because these are these are these are things that that are all their own individual thing right like 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 salsa yeah. is, is its own thing and vastly different than than bossa nova but there are some crossovers so some of those choppiness are, are are a direct relation to what genre they are trying to accomplish and i think like to people to people that like know a lot about latin genres of music this probably fucking blows their mind to to anybody else this probably yeah, just sounds like a band that is doing mariachi music with hip-hop and like those are the two the two extremes of the spectrum. Yeah. I feel like I mean not to kind of toot our own horn, but I feel like we kind of sit in the middle of that. Like we we're picking up other things outside of the the salsa bossa nova stuff. We're picking up the funk, the the ska, the all that kind of stuff. We're not just like pigeonholing it into a, like a band or a mariachi thing. You know. And I only know. I only know fucking bachata and, and bolero because of friend of the pod Ronald dances uh, he salsa dances a lot and and yeah. when i was in my my phase of making fun of him for salsa dancing which i still am um because it's funny i don't care <laughs> you've never grown out of it yeah. no uh he he enlightened me of the difference between because i would be like oh you salsa dancing no I'm, I'm going to bachata i was like oh yeah that, that's just salsa right what's the difference and then he's like well actually and then fucking blew my mind with the nuance i was like oh wow dude that was I, <laughs> I that was pretty cool thank you for for telling me that because I, I i'm still gonna call it salsa but i i now I understand. So like that's that's the only reason why I know the difference between some of these two or some of these different like sub sub genres. But yeah, I don't know. It it, it it's kind of cool to think from what I gathered. Like a lot of these a lot of these 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 genres originated from essentially like 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 slavery bringing different cultures together through force. And then that's how these these genres got mixed. Like like even like the the religion of, of Santeria, right? That's that's like three different religious religions bring brought into one and creating like a new thing, Santeria. So so mm-hmm. all of these these kind of like genres that we kind of just throw away as as being goofy are a product of of, of of people being forced into one area and creating something new, something unique, and then I don't know, making something cool out of it. Also motley. That's where we get Azamali, yeah. That's where we get Azamali. I fucking love this album. So every 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 listen that I, I listen to the album like nine times. Every time Oof. I listen to this album, it got better and better and better. Jesus, do you have this on vinyl? 
No, they've only been pressed once. It's on my want list, though. Oh, okay, okay. I'll probably just buy it. I think I think the cheapest copy is like sixty dollars. Yeah, that's steep. It's that it's that pretend money in PayPal, man. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> pretend money in PayPal. It's that pretend money in PayPal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you got all that money to blow on Discogs yeah. tonight when we're done with it's the dangerous. Pod. It's dangerous. You know what that means? Time to get dogs. It's not. Just I I try to look back on my want list. And then to see the guy that was selling dogs a couple of weeks ago, and then I was going to message him and see if he's still selling it, but I couldn't find it. I, I, I searched oh. like three times. And I don't well, always I mean, look at my want list either. So when I trashed the message, it had to have been a message that I looked at. I don't know. It was hard to find. <laughs> right. Maybe like once it sells, it's erased completely from even like, like inboxes. It probably is. I'm sure it is. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, Chongo. That's my, that's my 1B. That's my biggest banger. Is that's, perfect uh, that's my 1B as well. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I was really, when this one oh, came on yeah. the first time, I was really surprised. I'm like, okay, here we go. Hell something yeah. fun. Something fun. Something a little up. bit different. It's uh, it's uh, the opening with the sax and trumpet. It's upbeat. It's catchy. It's dancey. That bass line has that like kind of staccato thing, but it still kind of walks a little bit. It's fucking killer. Um, the backup vocals are great. It's, um, what is it? <laughs> what is it that they do? Bow, bow. Yeah, bow, it's, but bow. it's it's not just like a bow bow. It's like a and it's guy, really meow, obnoxious. There's like this yeah, it's like cat meow sound. Yeah, it's very kind of obnoxious, but bow, bow. I love it. I fucking love it. It it reminds me a little bit of Jorge Ben. You know how like he has um, like just weird kind of noises in it in his music and everything like that. That's kind of what it reminded up, me you're, of. You're picking up stuff here. This song this song is not. You know, just what we're talking about. There's a little bossa nova here. There's there's yeah. stuff being like accentuated on the off beats. That's 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 like some bossa nova stuff. There's those weird little complimentary vocal parts. That how I wrote that that part was I wrote Chris D'Elia's bass slide noise. That's how I know <laughs> yes, what that is. Barrel, but barrel, 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 So obnoxious. It's that's so what annoying. it is. It's, I love it. Dude, this song is so fucking rad. This is a dope mariachi type song blended with some like more heavier salsa or even like bossa nova. And this song drops hard into that 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 really like slow jam part. Yeah, that the bass shines, dude. The bass shines. It's super solid line. Add some cool bends and slides. Fucking yep. rad. So I mean, rad. it really it really slows down a lot when it when it hits that that break halfway through. It's it's super unexpected. And I agree, man. That bass line is fucking solid. Um, and then it, 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 it builds up, it builds up until Oof. the end of the song, but it never quite reaches what it was doing before. So I guess kind of a, kind of a negative thing I have to say about it is I wish they would have kind of broken back into that, that fast brown brown part, but it was still, it was still a cool build up back in, into what they did and to end out the song or to finish up the song that way. So I, I, I love, I love a good, I love a, I love a song that, that gives you relief in a way that's unexpected, right? Like mm-hmm. only in dreams, uh, leader. And I also love I also love a song that that crescendos into something that kind of not not quite the relief you expect. I also like that, and that's that's kind of what this is. That crescendo, the the journey is the destination in that part. That last part, man, the way it builds, it's gradual. You feel it. You feel it. Like everything, yeah. every instrument that it's playing, you can hear. You feel it. And it kind of gets to that point where, like, okay, I need a little bit more, but then it stops. I like that. I like that. I do I like too. That. I do too. So, what do you have lyrically on this one? 
Uh, I think the song's about making making fun of somebody who's ugly and hairy, right? Because because the whole yeah. thing like monkey chango means monkey. Means monkey. I, yeah. I think I think it's about making fun of somebody who's who's ugly and hairy, only to see them with like a like a attractive partner, and then realize that that they're just living their life, dancing, having a good time. So you really shouldn't mm-hmm. judge people because like, who the fuck cares? I think ultimately this 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 record is 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 politically charged, but old or even more so. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's about just being being like a good person. So, you know, a lot of what I was reading about, I mean, I agree with you lyrically. That's exactly what I put too. And thank, thank, thankfully we have Google translate because I don't speak any Spanish at all. So it was nice to just, uh, you know, copy and paste the Spanish into the translator. But, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, Oh yeah. So a lot of what I was reading about this band was that they're, they're so politically charged, you know, they're, they're, they're well known for that. And most of this record isn't isn't about that, except for like the last four songs, maybe. Nothing is very politically charged. And then even when the songs that are, they're not they're not super deep. They're not there's not a ton there. So especially the more Spanish driven songs, there's I feel like there's really nothing about those songs that is very socially politically driven. I think the I mean, only song it could on this be lost record in translation. Not, I don't know, but the only song on this record that is not is, is "Cut Chemist Sweet." That is it. The, that's the only song on this record that has nothing to do with any kind of political or so or social issue. It's just a fucking self masturbation huh. song. That's it. Okay, which is, which is being normal see, masturbation. Th- that's what that's what I thought about all of uh, Charlie Tuna's raps were about. I, like most of all, but like one of them, maybe two of them, uh, were all just about like you know talking about how great he is and how you know. Well, you only got to talk about how great you are. I mean, what you do? But it's just like, ugh. This, so this is 90s hip hop. This is, this I know, is a, a I know. glimpse into the past. That's what no, everybody I, was doing. And I understand that. But I mean, like I said, for a band that, that is, you know, talked about for having such, you know, politically driven songs. They, uh, every, every, every other one is. And we'll, I mean, we'll get I mean, into we'll it. Get more into, yeah. yeah, we will. We will. So is, we, I mean, is, I guess we can move on then. Is Cut Chemist Sweet a banger for you? It is. Uh, is it not for you? Nah. It's this it's my two B actually. This are you serious? Yeah, it's my two B. All the stuff you just complained about. Like this is it. I know. I know. I think at this point when when you're listening to the record, you haven't I haven't I haven't got I haven't gotten so annoyed with with the tuna yet. Like I I'm it's still acceptable. And I, I think the beat is so solid that you can kinda look you can kind of look past his his rapping, and also because this is a more hip hop driven song, his vocals match better w- with this than the other more, like we were saying, you know, salsa, banda, f- bolero, whatever it is, bossa nova, whatever. His his vocals match better with this song. Yeah, just because everything's. I mean, I I like how everything is just a lot of low end sounds. But yeah. that's essentially what the sound the song is. It's just a lot of low end. He's a very strong, deep vocal, right? That bass is mm-hmm. super deep, and then all of the cut chemist layers that he's adding to the song are all low ends. So the song is just essentially low end noise. Yeah, which is I mean, I, it's enjoyable. I thought this was a good song. That's I think fine. It, 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 wrong it's with a that. kind it's a kind of standout song on the record too because it is one of the more straightforward songs. Yeah, it has some of the elements we were talking about. But it is more hip hop based. It's more low end. It's it's more consistent. It's the most consistent song on the record, and it's nice. It's refreshing, okay. you know. Especially coming off the first song because the first song is just it's a party, you know. 
Como Ves is is a pure party song. That's all it is. It has <sighs> a fucking whistle song. in it. So, I mean, I'm, we'll get into that in a bit, I'm sure. But yeah, Cut Kim is Sweet. I, I do really like this one. But, you know, lyrically, it's, it's just hyping yeah. himself up. Mr. Antagonistic. Yeah, it's just... Sure. Uh, I've read it a million times. So I don't need to read it again. It's funny. Is Look it? at it right now. A, a lyric pistol to the dome is how we warn a clone. <laughs> That's stupid. It's so dumb. It's not even good. It's not even good. They're not even good. His lyrics aren't even good. You've got to be so fucking on point if you're going to build yourself up this way. If you have an entire song that is built, and like Cut Chemist, what Cut Chemist does versus what like like Tuna does, like Cut Chemist is on a different level. Oh, totally. He's so great at what he does, but but Tuna's not like that great at what he does. Put him in Jurassic Five because all five of those guys have just vastly different lyrical approaches, vocal approaches. Then it's it's part of a cog. But when you just put him like up against Kakemis, it's just like, come on, bro. You, it doesn't flow because I I, I don't feel here? like he has a very good flow. I really don't think he does, and then matches up with kind of shitty lyrics. Eh, doesn't make for the best song, but it's still a good song on this record in the context of this record. Okay, so do do we? I mean, we don't have to play the Kakemis suite. Or, I mean, yeah, I don't care. We don't have to play that. Um, let's his, move on then. His, his his deep voice reminds me of Dre though. Like when like Dre and and, and Let Me Ride, that like rolling down sloss in, like that kind of <laughs> like gangster rap era. Like his his voice kind of reminds me of that. Uh, a little bit. I don't think he's. I don't think it's that. I don't think his voice is that deep. I really don't. Dude, his voice is fucking deep. I, I don't know. I it's, think Dre's voice is much deeper. It's definitely deep. It's deep. It's deep. Okay. It's deep. Right. It's deep. The zombies is steak. I <laughs> <laughs> was um, Bigelow. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what is your two B? What is your two B? Ah, the last song, La Misma Cancion. La Misma. That was that was a wild song. Wild song, baby. That is my three B. That better be your fucking 3B. Because this song is, is fucking boss. Hear them gritas. The, <laughs> those screams, dude. That's what you want to hear. Oh, my God. This song is just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It, like, it reminds me of going to, you know, I don't want to say family parties because they're, they're not my family, but going to other parties where the entire 100-person family would show up and, you know. This is, I mean, this is what this song reminded me of going to those kind of parties and just eating a bunch of good food and watching everybody dance and get wild. This is, uh, this is perfect mariachi meets like, like this, this kind of subgenre of almost pop punk type of fun thing because it's not traditional. There's still a lot of more aggressive tones here. So oh, it's yeah, not definitely. like traditional mariachi. But on the surface, but it has that same it's, feeling. It's there, yeah. yeah. It has that energy of that kind of music. But yeah, it is. It is grittier. I mean, it, there's that that heavier kind of distorted guitar line that plays throughout that you would never hear in at me as as far as my understanding goes. You would never really hear that in kind of traditional mariachi band of music. Um, and that was really nice. Uh, and that accompanied the accordion oh, so well. I, I love the accordion. The accordion is fucking awesome. And the they accordion. don't use it enough on this record. The accordion. Yeah, well, he was on two songs here. This one was 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 more predominant than the other song he was on. But the guy that plays the accordion is a founding member of Los Lobos. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, his name was okay. uh, the fuck was his name? David Hidalgo, Guadalupe Hidalgo, like Mr. Ortega used to say. Ortega, but <laughs> God. yeah, this was uh, Mr. Ortega. Oh my God, that guy was so. <laughs> I liked him, but he was such a fucking dummy. He was a, he was a putz. He was a putz. He was. Oh my God, he was fun to talk to, and he like talked shit on people a lot. But damn, he was just kind of. He's a knucklehead, man. He was a knucklehead. He was a putz. Yeah, dude, that David damn. David Hidalgo, founder of Los Lobos, right? Early seventies, mid seventies, iconic fucking band, and then mm. they got him. They got him on here to play accordion on two different songs, and it fucking works, man. That so like 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 throughout the song, you you hear kind of the ups and downs, and then it gets to that part where where Kemet starts tearing it up, right? All those yeah, cool yeah. noises, and then it just it's a, it's a fucking banger of a closer song. Cut cameras are throwing all these, these these space noises. Yeah, these it's weird like noises. Synth. It's like that's what I was wondering. Like at first, I thought it was like a flute, maybe like some sort of like piccolo or something. But then it got it got it got too zappy. It got too like, you know, Dick Hyman like, you know. And yeah. And then I realized, okay, this is this is definitely a synth. But then I. I I didn't assume that it was Cut Chemist because I thought he only did more of the scratching and everything. But this seemed more of a solo rather than like a scratching kind of thing. I think anything that doesn't go along the lines of, of traditional like quote unquote salsa vibe, I, I think anything electronic is Cut Chemist because no, I know they have like a keyboardist or they have somebody doing things, but he's he's the only one that I feel in his extracurriculars that kind of pushes the envelope and, and does things genre wise that that no one else can really do the way he does yeah so be- that, that's, because cut, that's the way i feel cut chemist if you listen to his other his other stuff he he draws from a ton of different influences you know i could see him drawing from like 50s kind of that dick hyman thing to you know 60s surf rock to you know 70s disco beats to what to funk music i he's the kind of guy who pulls from so many different genres and throws it into a single song or single part, really. Yeah. So I, I, I could definitely see that. I mean, he's played with so many fucking, just like a variety of people that just have some type of a foot in the hip hop realm, right? Yeah. Not just like hip hoppers, like like Incubus, right? That fucking um, on Make Yourself, he played, or he was co-writing on, on some song on there. I think it was, so, was it Battlestar? Scratch yeah, Lactica Battlestar, or Scratch, Scratch, Scratch Lactica. Stupid. But you you've heard his you've heard Cut Chemist his first record, right? I've never heard any of his solo stuff. Oh dude, that first record Nothing. God damn, when that record came out, I I was working at Tower Records and the, these two guys I work with, Sean and Marlo, dude, they were like hip hop aficionados, like underground conscious hip hop. That was their thing, on top of like hardcore punk. Like those were their two genres, and they they all they would listen to in the store was like underground hip hop and Cut Chemist. When that record came out, they were always playing that, and they were always playing Jay Dilla Donuts. That was it. That was their that was their their jams for months while I worked there. But yeah, that 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 first Cut Chemist record's awesome. That first one is fucking killer. I just look. It's it's called the audience is listening. That's what it's called. Ooh, yeah, it's probably just full of fucking noises and eclectic sounds. No, it's just... no, because he has he has people on it. Well, at least on a few of the songs. Like you've heard the song. What's the what's the attitude? I know yeah. I, I brought it to the pod in the past. You would know it immediately when you heard it. It's it's like has this like jazzy stand up bass as like as one as like the the main drive of the song. 
and like I don't know you you would know I guarantee you would know it if I played it. Hmm. It's a ki- it's a killer record, killer killer record. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, Kakemis, he's uh he's awesome. What's, what song are we talking about? Oh, la, la misma canción. Yeah, that's right. That song is so fun, dude. I just I I <clears throat> still like. I mean, I I there's not a lot of opportunities for me to do it, but at camp was a big opportunity for me to do those those. I think they call them the gritas, G R I T A S, gritas, which just means like screams, like that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> those things. And we just do them at camp all the time just because you're outdoors and you can be as loud as you fucking want. But I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to do them anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, this week, this week in my car, I was doing them pretty, pretty good. With all the windows rolled down? There. No, they were up. That's, that's weird. Oh, please. All you do is drive around with the windows down when it's 110 degrees out. Well, that is true. Windows down. But I, I can't be rolling around this this fucking area listening to to, to band of music around these <laughs> around these uh, that, people. That's where that's where you draw the line. That's where well, you. I draw don't want to get fucking killed by these psychopaths out here, man. Everybody's got a gun out here. Like <laughs> intolerant shitheads. But yeah, Dylan Mesa Cancion. Jesus Christ, this is such Great a song. banger of a song. Such a banger. I, I also heard a lot of. Um, I got a lot of Google Bordello on this song, because it was a little bit heavier. It was more like party based, with the accordion especially, and I really picked up a lot of uh, a lot of Google Bordello on this song. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's a great song, man. Yeah, so, uh, so let's play a little bit of uh, La Misma Canción, and uh, we'll go from there. So here we go from Azumati. The same old song. So great good. song, great great song. I have no idea what this is about lyrically because there was nothing really written about this, about the lyrics, and I don't speak Spanish, so I couldn't run it through Google Translate. Do you have anything on it? Yeah. So he just repeats like a lot of the same lines, essentially, like, I'm from from the earth, was what I... Because I, I took a little Spanish in high school, and some of my more aggressive Mexican family members speak Spanish, but I never picked it up or anything. But I, I know... family member. <laughs> aggressive Mexican family members <laughs> speak Spanish, um, but but like I I know, I know I know I know decent amount. I I mm-hmm. still know a decent amount, and and from what I what I could tell is is he kept saying things like I'm from the earth, you're from the earth, uh, she I'm a dude, she's a dude, right, dude, that, <laughs> that that type of thing, and and what I think this is about is is about putting like aside politics and other shit just to drink, dance. And sing the same song. Like, Misma Cancion, that's the same song. Fucking mm-hmm. dope. It's cool, because he talks about tequila and limes. Did you pick up the tequila part? I did not, know. He talks about just, like, like either, I think, I can't I didn't write exactly what it said, but talking about drinking tequila with lime and just having a good time. So I think this is another social kind of song, because his band is a, is a, is a is a hodgepodge of a bunch of different cultures, of a bunch of different walks of life. So this is about putting aside race, ethnicity, religion, politics, whatever. Drink, get drunk, have a good time. And even sometimes when he's singing like the 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 more more extended vocal parts, sounds like he's drunk. Sounds like he's drinking already. <laughs> okay. I didn't pick up on that, but sounds like he's drinking. Sounds like they're already drinking. This is the, this is like this is the Mexican this is a party of, a, of an Irish drinking song. Okay. All right. All right. I, I could I can understand that from a musical standpoint, but I guess now it makes more sense lyrically as well. Yeah. It's good, man. This is a good song. <laughs> so good, such a cool, <laughs> such a such a rad closer. 
like it the is. perfect closer. You can't. I don't think they could have gone with a better closer than this one. No, like this. This fits their. I, I think, the the root of their style the best. Yeah. So, this is a great one. This is a really great one. This is my three B. This is your two B, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what's your what's your three B then? Uh, Cumbia de los Muertos. Cumbia de los Muertos. Cumbia de los Muertos. That is not a banger for me. Not a sticker. That is, but that it's is a good, wrong. It, it's a song. Okay. Okay. So what, okay. what do we have? Okay, let's talk about this one. Let's okay. break it down. What okay. do you got? So I, I think I think this means like Dance of the Dead, De los Muertos, like of the, of the dead. And then Cumbia mm-hmm. is like a, a specific style of dance and, and, and I don't know if it's like a way of life or it's just like a, a cultural thing. I, I'm not too sure. Like like Colombian cumbia music, I've, I've recently gotten into in the past several years, which is so fucking good, so freaking so good, so freaking good, so freaking good. But like, come on, dude, you know this song is gonna be a good dance song right from the get go. And then that that back and forth in the chorus, that's a specific characteristic of like reggaeton. It's a sort of call and response type of thing. So there we mm-hmm. go, blending more genres in. It's very subtle, very light. Very good, very cool. Baseline is heavy, it's thick, plays around nicely, and like they're blending a lot of different songs here. It's a yeah. salsa song with hip hop and very slight reggae. It's fucking great. Yeah, I, I got I got the salsa stuff. I got a little bit of reggae. I think musically, this is a fantastic song. It's great use of like the cowbell, not like a normal sounding cowbell. It might be something a different kind of percussive instrument, but. It kind of sounds like a cowbell, higher pitched one. Um, I thought that, that just, it just it blended so well with the, the salsa nature of the song, and uh, but the the complete break in the song when when Tuna comes in and starts rapping just instantly <laughs> killed it for me. Just just flat out killed it because this is another this is one, another instance where. They they completely stopped what they were doing and went into something almost entirely different, just so we could rap over it for no good reason, no good reason at all. It just it it killed it ruined it. This could have been a fucking sick ass song, had it not been for him. Okay, okay. I'm telling you, man, the rapping, the rapping. Oh God, I wrote this in a, in a few of the songs too. I would I would actually prefer to have I would. I might get this on vinyl if they had a strictly instrumental version of it. No vocals whatsoever. Oh, no, no, no. You got to have. No. Except for the last song. Take two now, whatever. No, you got to have. Except for the last song. You need the screams. You need the singing. No. You do. You got to have them. Except for the last song. That's the only song that I feel like the the vocals need to be there. Otherwise, everything else can just be an instrumental and it could be way better. It would be way better. There's like a. It was just that. That there's like a a, a a a layered kind of like inherent pop punk tone to the vocals because there's constantly nasally, and then mm-hmm. I, I I kind of thought in my mind I thought you know like think. like a lot of a lot of like the 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 mariachi music I say for some of the bigger names Vicente Fernandez being the biggest I think in in that type of Mexican genre mm-hmm. there's a lot of like nasally vocals and that's like maybe i don't know maybe subconsciously the reason why i like pop punk so much is because listening to a lot of this kind of translates to like oh now it's just more aggressive form hmm. of mariachi it's goofy it's fun it's it's, it's light-hearted and nasally 
I don't know. That's an interesting thought. I I wouldn't have made that connection, but I, it could make sense. Because, I, I mean, yeah, it, it could make a lot of sense. Dang, the song's so good. Though. Even Tuna's not bad. It, it's at the <sighs> end of it. He's... Kind of bleeds a song out. It's but it's good, like the uh, last like minute, minute and a half yeah. of the song. It, it completely kills the song. It's fine. Like a fucking death nail into the song. There's no reason to have him here. It's, it's, it's just another instance of where they thought, oh well, you know, we kind of said he can be on X amount of songs, so we got to make room for him here. Let's just add this part in and give him a uh, give him a metronome so he could rap over that. Even then. He still doesn't have great timing. He still doesn't have great flow on this record. He can't even nail. He can't even nail his verses. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't. I, he's just so weak. He's so weak on this. I mean, I can't say for Jurassic Five, but he's fucking weak on this he, record, man. He's definitely known. He's he's more known for for one like having the deep vocal. Like that's, I mean, he's deeper than Dre for sure. He's okay. known for having the deep vocals, and then he's also known for being like quick. Not like fast, like he's twist out here, but he's he's quick. It's uh, it's you can understand every word that he's saying. He's not quick on this album, like he is in, in a lot of Jurassic Five stuff. So I I think that's like his forte, what he is really good at. He's not quite utilizing in this band because he's trying to slow it down. He's trying to contrast the kind of faster salsa stuff, and it's not. I I agree, it doesn't work all the time. I like it. I enjoy it. But I, I think it would have been better. I think it would have been better if he just wasn't in it entirely. But I, I also think it would have been better if he did what he did best. If if he was just very fast. If Because in Jurassic 5, like, he throws shit down quick. Like he's, he's, he's spitting out rhymes fast. Are his lyrics but, better at least in Jurassic 5? Because like we were saying earlier, his lyrics are pretty awful. Well, they're, they're stereotypical. I mean, in Jurassic 5, is not again, it's not entirely fair because he has a bunch of guys to, to bounce ideas off of. And uh, I don't know. Dude, Jurassic 5 is so good. That they're, I think their second album, Quality Control, that's what it's called. Fucking fantastic. Damn near perfect hip-hop album. Cut Chemist is there. There's a bunch of guys on there. And, and everybody's everybody's tearing it up. And he has other people to kind of make his verses better and he can kind of make other people's better and then they I don't know they work off each other really well. Unlike this band where this is a, a musical output and so he's not playing an instrument. He's 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 rapping. And yeah, yeah. that's that's tough. It it's it's tough. It's like a rapper joining like Santana Supernatural tour. Like that would be fucking crazy talk. That would be silly and it wouldn't work. But and it, it doesn't work here. It it's not. Uh, I think it works. It just doesn't work that well. It works, but not that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I truly do believe that he's better than than you hear him here. He's much better on okay. Jurassic Five. I mean, you you've obviously heard more than I have, but I mean, just basing it off of this record, it's pretty abysmal. I I really I really believe that. I, it's just it's so unnecessary because they really had something good going. It's really, those, it's really did with that. It's the transitions to his his parts too. Like like they just they make no sense. There there is no. They don't transition. make any sense. There's no transition. Like bring it back to Francis to meet right in in, in, in La Via that don't 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 mm-hmm. like it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to transition a song. Really doesn't. And I feel like they don't they don't set him up for success. No, not at all. Yet this band has won Grammys. They're loved all around the world. Well, don't forget, like like like. You can win a Grammy for the best salsa, 
jazz fusion hip hop funk yeah, true group because you're the only fucking person there. You know, like who <laughs> else going to yeah, get the, the fucking Grammy to? <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. shit! Okay, let's play. Let's play a little bit of a uh, cumbia de los muertos. We don't have to play that one. This is why not? We move, move on to a. a, a, I, a, a, a I only have four B's, and we've already communal. gone through three of them. What's your fourth one? Uh, what is my fourth one? This is all new to me. So, oh, uh, Eva. Eva, that's my six B. Okay, then let's wow, let's okay. jump into that. So, uh, so yeah, Eva. This is more hip hop based with that beat. Some great percussion on top of it. The acoustic guitar is nice. This is the kind of the first time on the record where we hear a little bit more acoustic based stuff, which is uh which is nice because I think it, it kind of goes along with that kind of not banda style, but maybe calypso a little bit. I guess calypso okay. might be the right the right kind of genre to lump it into. Um it just complements it well. Uh the bass line is really, really groovy. I mean, honestly, all the bass playing on this record is fucking solid, top notch solid. I mean, he knows how to he knows how to groove. Absolutely yeah. knows how to groove. He knows how to he knows how to hold back when you need to during certain beats. Like he's not always just kind of walking all over the place. He's not getting all crazy. No no slap slapping or anything like that. He's just a solid fucking bass player with some really great lines. And um, yeah, it's not as dancey as some of the other songs, as some like bossa nova, some Brazilian stuff. But there's a little bit of Jorge Ben in this song too that that I'm reminded of. So I don't know. What do you okay. think? Of this yeah. One? So like like I'm gonna go backwards lyrically. I think this is a love song. It's about someone who wants to keep the love or relationship a secret, and he doesn't want it to go his whole life in secrecy. Like he wants to tell people about his his relationship. So given that, oh, okay. this one this one is uh, this one's super salsa sounding. It's faster paced, which I think. I think it's a blend of bolero and salsa because I, I think bolero is a more traditional love song type jam. And, and, and again, I'm not an authority here on, on Latin music. So don't, don't shoot me guy from Chile that listens. Um, <laughs> I know. I wonder what he could teach us about like this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, he, I, I really am scratching the surface here. I, I yeah. think, I, I think bolero is, is more traditionally slower and, and like romantic based. And so, like lyrically, this is romantic based, but it's like faster paced, and it's so I, I think that's cool that they're doing like a which I think they are doing a bolero mixed with like salsa because salsa is like a faster paced bolero, I think. And so, if that is true, they're again blending these 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 super niche genres together that don't know a lot about, but that's fucking rad. And yeah, the progression in this one. It's unbelievable. It's some of the coolest progression on the entire album. Like, what the? F- yeah. Some of these fucking instruments are playing. Sounds like fifteen guys are playing these instruments at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's solid. Cool. Yeah, it's really solid. And that bass just fucking runs up and down constantly, just going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's good. He was uh, my number. Did six you beat. get? Did you get Jorge Ben vibes from this one? Or am I, I didn't. Kind of on the moon? I I didn't get. I didn't really get any kind of like bossa nova thing for this. But I okay. I think that was. I I, I think it's just because I dove so hard into some of these other genres I don't deal too much in, like bolero, bachata, some of these other ones. I don't I'm know. curious. I mean, do you have like a brief explanation as to what bachata is? Yeah, I could, I could, I could throw down what I, what I think it oh, is. Yeah, what, what do you think it is? Cause I, I'm, I'm completely in the dark. So, so like bachata, that's, that's Dominican Republic. I do know that 
um, probably like like 1950-ish, give or take a decade. Mm. And I, I think bachata is is from what I remember, it's it's a little bit of like bolero, but like the instrumentation is more like electric guitar, bass, bongos, and it's it's got like the uh, the, the romantic tone, the slow tempo, the troubadour vocals, okay. right? Like that that type of of thing. And I think, like, when you think of Dominican Republic, and I, I, I act like this is what I think of, but it's just because this week I, I read a lot about different things. But, like, meringue, merengue, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what comes to mind there. And um, I, I don't know. I, again, these, these countries, a lot of African, Spanish influences here. And it's 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 all about, like, this, this, this rhythmic pattern. This five, I think it's a five-beat rhythmic pattern is what they're going with here. Okay. And it's, uh, I don't know, an accordion. A lot of like two-sided drums, you know that that fucking that thing. I don't know what it's <clears> called. I think I know what you're talking about. God, there's just so many like like little tiny things in there. But uh, I know Carlos Santana talks about bachata, or he has talked about bachata. I'm sure he talks about fucking every genre of Latin music known to mankind. <laughs> I know also on this record they 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 talked about like um like El, Sal- El Salvadoran uh, salsa music. So I don't know yeah. how that I don't know how that differs from. Salsa music from Colombia, from fucking anywhere else, you know. I, I I just don't know. I never obviously never grew up in that kind of stuff or with that kind of music. Um, but otherwise, other, other than going to like friends, family parties and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, there's one song that's like lyrically, it's directly about the the El Salvadoran re- revolution in the the late seventies, early eighties. But I don't know if that song musically kind of takes influence from that style of music, from that that style of salsa. I don't fucking know. I, I really can't tell the difference. I mean, we're just so naive when it comes to this. It's it's tough. It really is kind of tough. I don't know if there's like a difference between salsa and like Salvadorian <coughs> salsa. I'm not sure. Salsa is that 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 genre of music that pretty much like I think started in Cuba, Cuba. Cuba. And then, and then once, once, once Fidel Castro said like, nah, we're done. Nobody can leave or come and I'm a dick. Then it translated or it, it transitioned over to New York. And then all of like the, the, the little Italy, the little Puerto Rico, the little Cuba, the little everything in New York blended together. And that's when salsa really popped. That's when we got like Willie Cologne, like at his mm-hmm. best, Hector Laveau, like these, these great salsa dudes, like really, really become popular and that was in like, uh, I think that was in like the the late '60s, early '70s. So I, I think salsa really got its hold. I would say like in New York, honestly, that was that was when people were forced to to either flee Cuba or or realize that they're not going there for a while. Well, I think and, a lot of people flee Cuba hold. to Florida as well. Florida, probably New Orleans, things like that, especially Florida. But New York was already welcoming of of of, of different. Uh, communities and there was already an established little italy there's already an established little cuba probably i don't know i've only been in new york a couple times yeah yeah so kind of of going back to what we were saying like you know different different regions of salsa music different i guess cultural the cultural differences within the salsa music genre it makes sense because now that i'm thinking about it with with like say punk music you have like east coast hardcore like new york hardcore then you have, you know, hardcore from here in L.A. Um, then you have, like, you know, different punk genres. You know, you have 
East or you have like East Bay hardcore, you have the surf skate punk of the of Southern California. You have all kinds of you have these different like subgenres within a genre regionally, much like I guess you would have regional variations of uh, of salsa music, right? I guess it's kind of the same idea. Or maybe I'm I- kind of on it's the moon just, here but it's really what, what like you grew up on right and like like subgenres of punk i mean just just piggybacking on what you said it's, it's so easy for us because we listened to it for so long to differentiate between skate punk and, and anarcho punk to even like crust punk to to oi to, to whatever fucking oi yeah to to pop punk to to celtic punk to i don't know gypsy punk we talked about go over down not too long ago <laughs> like there's all these things that once you say that word it's like oh i instantly know several bands that play that to a T perfectly. Yeah. But when we yeah. talk about and, and and like when I say salsa, I think when you say salsa, it kind of because we're so naive at it, because we don't know a lot about it, we are talking about essentially all of these Latin America subgenres of music. And we yeah. just say salsa because I don't know how to differentiate them the way I can stuff I've grown up with. So therefore yeah. Yeah. I mean it is out of ignorance, but it's not like we want to learn. We want to know. Dude, you, know you got like, like like reggaeton, right? Remember Daddy Yankee? Oh, uh, dude, I hate reggaeton. That is like one of the worst. Oh, one of the worst genres. What about Despacito? Oh, you like Despacito? I hate That's Despacito. fucking reggaeton. I hate what? that song. Yeah, I what? hate that song. I hate all the versions of that. I hate the Gasolina? original version. Gasolina is kind of good. Gasolina is kind of good. Gasolina. Actually, that's a that that's a banger. But really, outside of that, reggaeton is just oh, it's one of the worst. Like it's for me, that's up there as one of the worst genres with with worship music, with pop country. Okay, I will say I hate that shit so much. I, I will say so. Like like reggaeton, just just another brief thing that I I, I was reading this this week. Reggaeton, it, it's it's Brazilian. It's from Brazil, I think. I'm pretty sure it's from Brazil. Is it? I but thought it was more. Okay, yeah, sorry. It's it's from Brazil, and it it. It's it's got that call and response type of thing, and and it's focused on like uh like like the like carnival aspect and politics. It's it's fun. It's lighthearted. The reggaeton that that you hate and I hate is more of that despacito kind of pop Latin pop influenced reggaeton. That's fucking trash. But mm-hmm. some people even say like like Jorge Benjor. Reggaeton. Some of the maybe, stuff he's done is reggaeton. Maybe some of the his later stuff, like stuff in the eighties and nineties. But I mean his stuff from the, the late sixties and seventies, I mean that I mean maybe that is an early form of reggaeton, like like first wave ska is not the same as third wave ska. But Yeah, third wave's better. But I think like the whistle well, <laughs> and the cowbell and like those goofy instruments is uh that's 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 like reggaeton. <sighs> See, I always I always viewed reggaeton you know what? What we're talking about with the Despacito and Gasolina and, and that kind of stuff. I always viewed that as like you know more Miami based, like very like Cuban Miami. Party. Yeah, like part. Yeah, like a party scene. Like it reminds me of my fucking dad, and that that annoys me too because my dad lived in Miami <laughs> for over ten years, and all he would talk it's, it's the fucking stories he would tell me. It just he's probably more of an authority to talk about this. Uh, some of these subgenres. Oh, are. I yeah, one hundred percent. Like he uh, yeah. I do my dad yeah definitely my dad's an idiot too so uh, (laughs) um well I mean he's just an idiot for other reasons but it's just like 
he annoys me so he annoys me a lot so i think him telling me these stories and knowing how annoying he is annoys me so that's what it is it has nothing to do with the culture or anything like that but nothing to do with reggaeton okay well it does and it doesn't i just i just I, it's just an annoying music ah if you knew my, if anybody knew my dad, you would understand how annoying he is. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, dude, my dad so, just likes to party. He just loves to fucking party, and sometimes it's anno- it's obnoxious. But anyway, anyway, let's move sounds on. Like, sounds like a good life. I don't know. I oh, know. I mean, yeah, he's he's seems to have lived a good life so far. So yeah, he's a party guy. Party guy for sure. Miami, fucking. Insanely stupid. Welcome to Miami. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, uh, what were we we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about reggaeton. We were talking Ava, 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 Ava Longoria. Yeah, Ava Longoria. Your girl. Anyway, um, I don't know. We we can move on from Ava. That's fine. I mean, lyrically, I got something a, a little bit different, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I, I don't think there's really anything deep about this song lyrically, so I can move on. Uh, there's only a couple more talking points that I would really like to at least touch upon. And Let's that's, do it. Yeah, that's about it, right? Well, let, let me uh, before we get into those talking points, let me let me give you some of my almost stinkers. Okay, that's always fun. Yeah. So uh, almost stinker Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Both that the, was close. AE. That was close because you get that first minute and a half. It's like that the sitar Indian music thing. It's fucking great. For no good reason, it just stops. Completely fucking stops. And then it goes into this hip hop thing and it's fucking awful. I hate it. So but so like yeah. the guy that did that was Paul Livingstone and he was one of the few Americans to have trained with like Ravi Shankar. So mm. he he knows how to play the sitar. And yeah, this is the one that 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 bleeds into like a deep reggae, almost dub jam, with a lot of Latin percussion and a lot of cool turntable beats. Um, this is an okay song for me. This is uh, one of the only two songs on here that was like, okay, I really could do without this song. This one to cut chemist sweet are the only two songs really? I could really do without. When tuna comes in, first of all, that it's bell stiff. sound, it, it's whatever that bell sound is. That's so '90s hip hop sounding. That is fucking yeah, stuck is. in time it forever. Is. But uh, not a fan, not not a, not a big fan of that one. Fair. But the bass, the bass, the bass kills it on this yeah. song once again. Dude, the bass, the guitar, and the drums, all fantastic, always. Yeah, there, the there's guitar some cool slays in its like simplicity constantly. Like it just totally. he knows when to just I don't know, just to palm you and in, in riff. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Super Bowl absolutely. Sunday, absolutely. What's the other one? <laughs> Uh, uh, chota, penis, chota. penis. That's what that means. Um, had no idea that's what that meant, but there you go. That's this is uh, a uh, almost stinker for me. This is a low B. This is a low B. I like this one because that fucking baseline during Tuna's part is so sick, and there's so many different yeah. instruments going on here. This is fucking rad. This is a cool song, and like lyrically, it's a cool song too. Like they, uh, I don't know, they're they're. They're taught that they're relating police brutality through different cultures and even languages. Tuna is set up beforehand in Spanish as sort of like a listen to this shit. But like he says it in Spanish. And so it's like, okay, now Mexican listeners listen to this guy. And now it's like in English. And I think that's a cool way of translating to the same problem to different uh, different cultures. That was fucking rad. That was cool. Yeah. 
I I did like the lyrics on this. The lyrics on the latter part of this record are deeper. They're better. Uh, and this is one example of that. And I think that's why it didn't quite make it as a stinker because I did enjoy the lyrics more. The bass line, like you said, super fucking groovy. I love it. Um, but the singing melodic parts make no sense and are wildly different than what's going on during the hip hop, st- hip hop stuff. When all that stuff drops in, it's like two separate songs that don't yeah. sound good next to one another. It's like, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with this song. None of this song makes any fucking sense. Yeah, outside of the, the, the lyrics, but yeah, I'm with it's, you. It's, the, lyrically, it's about the corruption of the police and how people need to stand up and take the power back. And uh, and they both kind of, like you said, they, they kind of, it's the same thing, both Spanish and in English, but kind of, I don't know, not said in different ways, but did I interrupt you? What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, that's it. You're good. We are, that's, that's about, I think that's about it. I, I did want so I have three out. I have three mentions and I have three mentions I have three let's, mentions. Let's get into it. Might as well the, finish with all the songs. Well, the first on. one, eh, it's fine. I just want to, one more song mentioned because it's stupid. Um, and the song <laughs> "Donde Se Fueron," the lyrics. I think it re- I think it revolves around the Santeria religion. Um, I don't know much about Santeria except that they don't practice it or have a crystal ball. Pukicha. Get it? Because I don't practice Santeria. Yeah. No, I get it. I get. I ain't it. got no crystal ball. No crystal ball. ball. All week, yeah, no, I'm waiting for that one. All week, I mean, I've been waiting for that one. I would have laughed if I got it was too excited. Funny. I got too excited. Did. There got, was no setup at all. I got too excited. There was no setup. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of subtlety to it. You could I hear know. the excitement in your voice, so <laughs> it didn't. It didn't hit quite right. But oh my god, I when I was typing it out, I laughed so hard. I thought it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> gold, Jerry, gold. Um. One of the other talking points, just real quick, was the was, was the drummer. Do you read anything about the drummer? I, I, oh, uh, Yamaguchi, Jiro I Yamaguchi. I don't remember what the fuck his name is, but did, That's you, his did, name. You, did you read what he did? I did not. No, what did he do? Yeah, uh, so he was he was arrested in Fountain Valley um, several years after not being in Azamatli for thinking his mom is possessed by a demon. In, in the driveway of their home and stabbing her repeatedly to death in the driveway. Oh, so. shit. Yeah. Um, and he rejoined the band like 10 no. years after he left this band. He, I, I, I think this was maybe even more recent then because pretty sure he's in like a... So he, he, he was just very mentally unstable and, and need, needed to be on medication probably. So he went to a, 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 a what do you call not, not like a they, they don't call mental institutions a anymore psych facility yeah like a psych facility yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah I, I I I was I was blown away and then you could read like Orange County Register posts or articles about it and it's like wow he wow wow in court like he was thinking like nothing happened but I think that's a, that's a trait of of like bipolar yeah thing so it's pretty sad um, not that I was like laughing about it because I, I I was laughing earlier. I think um, I don't know. It's kind of funny. He's still in the band. <laughs> he's still in the band though. Are you sure? Like this guy? Yeah, he's listed as a current member. Yeah. What the fucking shit? I'm His name was uh, William Giro... Marufo. No. Okay. No. Jiro. Wait. Did, Jeremy. Did Yamaguchi not play on this record? I thought he did. No. There's no. There's no Terry Yakamoto. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Gutter mouth. <laughs> I thought it's it was the OG it. members who played on this record. Oh uh, fuck! I no. fucked up then. I did fuck up then. 
No. Dude, if, I am if, totally if, wrong. If any of our I'm, listeners caught man. like Terry Yakamoto as a gutter mouth album, I will send you ten dollars in the mail. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so that was, on the, on this re- okay, wait, wait, wait. On this record, Yamaguchi did play. He played like percussion on this record. Yeah, William. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm. I stand corrected. William Jesus Marufo played the drums on this record, but he's listed as as like an additional musician. He's not listed as an official member. He's the only one playing the drums, though, right? Nobody else plays. No, you're drums. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he like stabbed his mother with like fucking two knives in the driveway. Yeah, it says right here he was arrested for beating, slashing, and stabbing his mother to death with two meat cleavers and a bony knife. I don't know what a bony knife is. It's for bony. Um, Duh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marufo informed detectives that he believed his mother was possessed by Satan and that he was trying to save her soul. He was convicted in 2006 of first-degree murder with an enhancement for the personal use of a deadly weapon. Of a deadly weapon, Marufo was subsequently found not guilty by reason of insanity and was placed into a state mental institution. I wonder which one. Maybe I've been there. Been to a lot. For work, not for personal reasons. I, he was arrested in like Fountain Valley, so maybe you have. Maybe. There's there's a lot of psych facilities here in SoCal, especially in L.A. <laughs> County. Okay. Especially well, L.A. Well. County. Whew, I wonder which one he's at. Anyway. Yeah, I did not And the know last that. thing, and the last thing I wanted to touch upon was the, uh, the producer here. Why? Just because he's done a lot of cool stuff outside of this. He's, he's worked with uh, Cypress Hill, Cool G Rap, just iconic hip-hop artists. And he even did a remix for this song called uh, Here to Stay. If you've ever from heard of this Korn? song from uh, The Untouchables. Yeah, by your band Corns, dude. Yeah, but all those untu- all those here to stay remixes were so such shit. Oh, <laughs> they were all so bad. <laughs> yeah. They were so yeah. shitty. That was uh, I I don't remember too much about the corn uh, rankings, but I I think I listed Untouchables as one of the worst. Yeah, you didn't like Untouchables. I think that was yeah. like bottom, bottom three or four for you. Yeah, it's probably like Serenity and then Untouchables. No, Serenity was at the bottom for you. Yeah, it, for yeah, whatever that's what I mean. Serenity is the worst, and then Untouchables oh, and then is the second worst. Well, that's wrong and stupid. But yeah, that was just—I thought that was a fun, a fun little fact here. All right, uh, but that's it. That's all I got. That's that's uh, that's it. That's all. I'm kind of looking through through. Was it T Ray T Rex or what's his fucking name? T Ray Todd Ray. Yeah, looking Called through T Ray. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's a name. Yeah, he's done some good, some decent stuff, you know. He's just done a lot of remixes. Yeah, that's I don't what know, it looks I don't like. know how I feel about like someone who bases a career off of a lot of remixes yet. Uh, he could make a lot of money. He produced I, I a helmet know. record, which seems yeah really weird, but okay. He did a head PE record. Snot. Oh, he did Snot. Oh, that Snot record's so fucking good. Ooh, shit. He did that right before he did Azamatli. That Snot record is fucking... Production-wise... Song the songs are fucking awesome on that record. I've been wanting to do that record on the pod for a long time. I think I've heard you. I've, I've heard you mention that that specific record many many a times. That snot record is like a like a grittier version of Three Dollar Bill from Limbiscuit. Like you, I mean they they were made at like the exact same time, and but that snot one was was definitely di- not different, but just more intense in some ways. It's a great fucking record. Okay. Um. Anyway, 
Yeah, Azomali. We're not talking about snot. We're talking about Azomali. Yeah, no, we're 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 pretty much we're we're pretty much done here with the with the Azomalis. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to say about the other songs. Just that my other almost stinker was Coming War, but uh, not because of the lyrics, because I thought the the lyrics were were actually good. But let's give our final thoughts on this record. Then we're going to rate it rate it according to our world famous three point rating system where. Three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what are your final thoughts and your rating? Go. Again, this is an album that I don't go back to often. Um, but when I do every every several years, I, I just I, I fucking love it so much. And it's it's gotten better and better the more I dive into the various genres of, of like Latin America and and pretty much like anything that that i i would say is, is salsa and so i hope i get to a point where where i'm so on point with with like these these other genres of salsa that i don't know too much about to where i can differentiate on cue the way we can like punk music and that yeah. would be super rad if i listen to this one more time and i'm like oh fuck yeah this is this is bachata this is bolero this is norteño this is mariachi like instantaneously, that that would be really rad because like we didn't even talk about like a lot of the funk stuff that is happening here because even That's that true, which huh? we don't we don't listen to a lot of, but like I know when I hear it, it's easy, easy, easily digestible. I wish this was a band that was a one off. I wish this was this was like a super group that came together, did an album, maybe toured a little bit, maybe does like a, a anniversary tour every so often, calls it a day. Still still like politically active because they do they do they do do a lot of stuff they do tour a lot <laughs> and that's that's cool but man yeah. listening to the rest of their albums like like kind of diminishes the quality of this one because it's so exactly the same and this isn't like great this isn't fucking mind-blowing this is just so unique that I, I still cannot think of any other group that has done this many genres and blended them together from so many different walks of life, so many different people in a way that's at least digestible, at least digestible. Some of these songs are fucking certified bangers. Some of these songs are beyond bangers and some of them are just, okay, I wish that was done better. So for a band to do this, eh, it's whatever's for like a one-off super group to do this. I'd be fucking blown away. So because of that, I'm going to dock them some points. Okay. Okay. I'm going to dock them some points. Uh, this is higher than a two because I will listen to this again. I'm going to probably buy the vinyls at some point because PayPal is, is free money, essentially. It's just play money, <laughs> make-believe money. Um, not a perfect album, not even not even close. But there is something to be said at, at the uh, the tenacity of, of, of how hard they are hitting some of these genres and how much they are trying. So I, I'll do... I'll do 2.4. 2. 2.4. 2. 4. Wow, that is so fucking high. Holy yeah. shit. 2.4. <laughs> Holy 2. fuck, that's 2. high. 2.4. <laughs> okay, all right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. 2.4 for you. Um. All right, my final thoughts are I didn't like this at first. It took me several listens to kind of really get into certain songs. I think there's some mediocre songs for sure um i like the ambition of this band i like that they they attempted to to mix so many genres into one thing 
but this one this week has made me and especially talking with you about it it makes me want to learn more about the other variations of salsa and and whatever else you know what i mean from from latin yeah. america like you were just saying um it really makes me want to learn more about all that kind of stuff so i so i'm able to differentiate between them all like you were saying i think that that's just cool because i mean i love learning about new music i'd love kind of learning is the be- is the best way the best way to say it um so that's been eye opening this week especially this episode and uh otherwise i don't know i I'm just going to be repeating what I what I've been saying, but repeat it, baby. I don't think I don't think I'm ever going to go back <laughs> to this record. I really don't think it. It's too it's too fragmented. It's it's too there's no cohesiveness to this record. <laughs> like I I understand what, what you're saying. Like they threw a lot of genres in there, but I don't. Yeah, they they did that, but there's no there's nothing there's no cohesiveness to it. There's no structure. It's just like throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and just kind of scraping it off and saying, okay, this is it. This is what we have. There's no there's nothing here. It's it's just all just none of it makes sense um very unfocused but i think instrumentally it's solid vocally it's rough especially with the rapping and i'm gonna have to give this record i would (gasps) never i would never buy this on vinyl i think i would only ever listen to it if i'm with you um but i'm gonna have to give this record a 1.5 1.5 out of 1.5 out of 3 for me. Cuz it's not a terrible record because like I said they're great they're great musicians. They really are great musicians. It's just songwriting is not too great, vocals suck. And um yeah, 1.5 out of 2 out of 3 for okay. me. Okay. Okay, that's it's not bad. It's not bad. So, and I think I think once I I begin to kind of learn more about the different subgenres and everything I would like to go back to this record and see if I can kind of pinpoint what they're trying to go for. I think that would be kind of exciting considering we just spent an hour and almost 20 minutes on this record. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's yeah. all I got for this one for, for this, in. for this album. Don't sloss in on Dr. Dre in the nineties. Rap like this. God, Slossin. We have we have memories with that street. Remember that? Remember Slossin? Yeah, I, yeah, I do remember Slossin. Do remember, yeah, we do have memories with that street. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, do we have anything else on this record? Uh, no, that's it. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, give us five stars. Keep listening to all your friends, and that's it. That's all. The drink. Ah, the last song, La Misma Cancion. La Misma, that was that was a wild song. Wild song, baby. That is my three B. That better be your fucking three B. Because that song is, my is fucking B. boss. Hear them gritas, the, <laughs> those screams, dude. That's what you want to hear. <laughs>